Hey, what's up, guys? This is Vivek back at it again uh, with the Fantasy and Sports Podcast. So today we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to recap the divisional rounds for Saturday. And we're going to see how each of these games uh, panned out and what are the key takeaways, not only for fantasy, but just for sports in general, because it's a fantasy offseason. So let's just... Let's just have fun and let's just talk about sports. So the first game we had the Colts and the Chiefs. And honestly, it, it was a pretty lopsided game. Although, I mean, Andrew Luck tried to get a bit going at the end, but nothing really panned out for the Colts today. And if you look at the only the box score and saw that Marlon Mack only had 46 yards, I mean... That isn't anything to be that worried about that we didn't know already. Like, Marlon Mack is highly, highly, highly game script dependent. And that is why he isn't um, a reliable RB1 or... And he's an RB2 with RB1 upside. However, because he doesn't pass catch, um, he cannot always be relied on. And then, obviously, we saw that um, Damian Williams for Chiefs, he went off with 129 yards, a touchdown, adding on five catches for 25 yards. I mean, Damian Williams, they extended him for two years, $9 million deal. So obviously, like, he's here to stay. Damian Williams next year via Spencer Ware. We don't even know if Spencer Ware will stay on the team, but if Damian Will- if Damian Williams is the solo back on the high power Chiefs offense, I mean I think that we we legitimately have to think of him as an RB one for um his duration as the solo back there. And what else from a the game? There are f- four touchdowns scored by Chiefs offense. I mean. Only one by Patrick Mahomes, and it wasn't, like, a throw. But he also didn't have any interceptions. I believe he had a fumble, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from fantasy perspective, it wasn't the perfect game from Patrick Mahomes because he only had a touchdown, 278 yards. But he he played really well this game, uh, just from a sports standpoint, like, it's it was encouraging to see that in the playoffs against a tough opponent he could still get done at home and it just shows that Patrick Mahomes he's for real like this guy like even when the Colts have been like game plan against him deploy them and the like it, they have all the tape from the regular season seeing what's worked in like the game that um uh, Patrick Mahomes was shut out or or sorry, I think he had uh, a couple of picks and one, one or no touchdowns against Jacksonville uh, back early in the season. I believe week five or something. And But he still played really well, although his fantasy numbers weren't amazing. And then you also had Daryl Williams score a touchdown. Nothing really to see there. I mean, Daryl Williams, he's he's pretty much out of it. Like The only thing that he does is he does get some goal line work, which... Yeah, like, he is unplayable. Completely unplayable. Don't try to get cute. He's just not playable. But then, the only drawback for Damian Williams is that Daryl Williams is used sometimes in the goal line carries. 
And then Tyreek Hill. Um, wow. So he was the speedster who would usually catch like really long touchdowns. But this time he added one rush for 36 yards, and that was a touchdown. Furthermore, he had eight catches for 72 yards, which... So it was a very, very good fantasy game from Tyreek Hill. You were happy if you started him. And it was also very encouraging to see Sammy Watkins um, with 6 for 62 because with this foot injury, I mean, uh, no one really knew how he would be, how good he would be. But, I mean, he, he did really well. And it's just good to see that for next season. Like, now we know... Um, that he is going to be the number two on this team uh, from a wide receiver standpoint. Now, their number two, maybe they're not, probably their number one pass catcher, actually, Travis Kelsey. I mean, he is a monster. He's doing whatever he wants with defenses. And the Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey connection, it's just absurd. I mean, he had seven for 108. He, he's just the best Titan in all of football. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else really to see from their side. Uh, disappointing if you started Chris Conley or Demetrius Harris in DFS. I mean, yeah, they didn't deliver, but they didn't have to because uh, the Chiefs, all they had to do is really run out the clock. Like, Damian Williams had 25 carries, and, I mean, they ran the ball 33 times this game. So, yeah, that's that's that basically shows you, like, they were able to run. And now if we look at the if we look back at the Colts, like Andrew Luck, he was pretty disappointing this game. He had a fumble. He although he scored one touchdown, no picks, he had numerous balls that could have been picked. And um 19 for 36, not a very good completion percentage. He was just rushed all all game. Like the pocket collapsed on him numerous times. Uh, D4, Justin Houston. I mean, th- those guys are for real. Like, the Chiefs defense really showed up today. So, that's one thing. Like, if they sh- continue to show up the same way, then the Chiefs should be favored for Super Bowl because it was utterly dominant what the Chiefs were able to accomplish today. All right. And then, yeah, we already went to Marlon Mack. He got game scripted out. Um, we had Naheem Hines, he got a bit of work, but only three carries for 24 yards, and he did not catch the ball once, which is very unusual for him. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's the number one receiver, there's nothing more to say. He had four for 60, uh, and one touchdown. Eric Ebron, five for 51. It, It was overall a disappointing game if he started pretty much any of the uh, Colts pass catchers, especially because the game had such a high over-under and it was thought to be a pretty close game. But yeah, what can you do? Like the Chiefs defense was just so good today. And yeah. So now let's move on to the Rams and Cowboys game that just finished. I mean, the Rams won by eight points. Uh, the Cowboys had a chance to stop them, but then Jared Goff scrambled and got a first down very late. And yeah, that was yeah that that was something else. So if we look at the Cowboys, the Cowboys have an extremely interesting box score. Like th- this is actually absurd. So Dak Prescott had a touchdown and two hundred sixty six yards. 
and he also added on a uh, a rushing touchdown. But then the weird thing is that um, Ezekiel Elliott, or at least according to um, the box score, it says that Ezekiel Elliott did not have a single carry or catch, and I'm not I'm not sure if that's right, but. Yeah, wait, no, this, never mind, this has to be wrong. Uh, yeah, but Michael Gallup had 6 for 119. Um, great game from him. He he was outstanding. Amari Cooper had an incredible, like, um, first quarter touchdown. 6 for 65, so he, he's getting the targets. He's getting the receptions. He, he's their number one receiver. Like, you don't need to be fooled by their stat line. He is. Discipline from Blake Jarvin. Uh, he was trying to come along. He had 33 fantasy points and a couple of days ago, but now he only has 2 for 17. Yeah. Yeah, it's overall, uh, it was a pretty disappointing day for um, just the Cowboys team because the Cowboys had been really starting to come along. And, like, yeah, their players did well. They actually didn't play poorly, but just the end result, I mean... The Rams are just so good. Yeah. And, oh, wait, I actually got the results on Ezekiel Elliott now. So, Ezekiel Elliott, he had one touchdown, 20 carries, 47 yards. Not at all efficient. And he added on two catches for 19 yards. So, from a fantasy aspect, you weren't terribly disappointed. I mean, he only got his floor, but his floor is still, like, for a normal running back, that's just very good. But uh, for a Zeke, yeah, the efficiency was a bit worrisome. But other than, like, he's still going to be a top three pick next year. So nothing really to worry about there. Now, this game was very interesting for the Rams. Like, Jared Goff, zero touchdowns and only 186 uh, yards on 15 completions on 28 attempts. Like, that's... They did not have to throw the ball this game. Um, they ran the ball. My gosh, they ran the ball. Let me just make a quick count here. Uh, they they ran the ball 48 times this game, which is absolutely absurd. CJ Anderson, remember him? The, the one who broke out um, when Todd Gurley was injured? Well, Todd Gurley played today, and Todd Gurley was outstanding. He had 16 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. but uh, And 7.2 yards per carry, which is absurd. But then if we look at C.J. Anderson, like, I mean, he, he, I, don't, I don't know what the Rams are doing, but uh, there are rumors that Todd Gurley was injured, but he still got 16 carries, but... I mean, C.J. Anderson was absolutely amazing. He had 23 rushes for 123 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that, that is incredible. And if this is... If, indeed, Todd Gurley wasn't injured and they just rushed the ball so many times with C.J. Anderson, and it wasn't like uh, they were afraid that Todd Gurley was going to get injured at the end. It was... Throughout the game, you had C.J. Anderson and you had uh, Todd Gurley exchanging carries. So it, it wasn't just that 
Um, they thought in garbage time, let's give it to CJ Anderson to protect Todd Gurley. Like at halftime, CJ Anderson had 12 carries and uh, Todd Gurley had 10. So that shows that if Todd Gurley wasn't injured, then they may do a RBBC and have, um, which is running back by committee, and have a two headed monster in uh, Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson, which doesn't make sense to me because of the. Um, the four-year deal that Todd Gurley got this offseason. But C.J. Anderson, I mean, he's he's been he, he's been nothing short of remarkable in his time. And he's really reinvented himself and put the league on notice. So that's really good for him. And hopefully he'll, even if he doesn't stay with the Rams, he'll get a great job somewhere else. Now, there, Josh Reynolds had a carry, Robert Woods, Brankook. So nothing really that relevant there. Robert Woods had six receptions for 69 yards. Um, yeah, he, he, he's getting the targets. And he he's... Robert Woods may be the league's most underrated player. Like, he is outstanding as a wide receiver. And no one gives him credit. Like, he's seen as a number two, maybe even number three. Like, entering the year, he is seen as a number three. After Brian Cooks as number one and Cooper Cup as number two. And still, he's seen as the number two, even without Cooper Cup, which is incredible. Because Robert Woods has been Mr. Consistency. He has all. He's been the one of the best wide receivers in the league, and he's just not seen that way. Brandon Cooks had four for sixty-five, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Uh, no one else totaled more than two receptions. So, yeah. Uh, that that's pretty much it for uh, these two games. So I'd say the greatest takeaways are that um, CJ Anderson vs. Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley was not injured, then that will be something to monitor in the next game because if CJ Anderson splits the carries equally with Zeke, this time he actually got a lot more carries. I think like seven more carries than Zeke. If or uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, CJ Anderson got seven more carries than Gurley. And if that continues, then we'll have to reevaluate how we look at Todd Gurley and at CJ Anderson come draft time because, I mean, they're not going to be rushing the ball 48 times a game. They're, they're probably going to be splitting maybe 28, 30 carries and yeah, like more like twenty five carries, and if it if they split it equally, then we have to look at Todd Gurley as move down from the first round into maybe maybe even the third round if it continues equally splitting carries, maybe even past that. But then C J Anderson, obviously, like his stock would rise. So it's very interesting to um, if you have if C J Anderson is in a. Uh, dynasty league and if you guys can pick him up like you guys should because obviously since a lot of people he was probably picked up in your league due to the um when Todd Gurley was injured but he's emerged as a clear at least number two to Todd Gurley and if they end up splitting the carries then CJ Anderson is a must own in every single dynasty or redraft league so for y'all in dynasty try to get him if he's still out on your waiver wire. 
So, yeah. And the other biggest takeaways were that the Chiefs' defense is is much improved. And their, their defensive line was absolutely outstanding. And they got after Andrew Luck with so many pressures, so many... Um, making the cl- the pocket collapse and if the chiefs continue then they are legitimate they should legitimately be the super bowl favorite even over the new orleans saints because i believe that the chiefs have a better offense than the saints do and if the chiefs defense is even near as good as the saints then they have to be legitimately talked about as the super bowl favorite especially cuz they have arrowhead and that's one of the best Um, home field advantages throughout the playoffs. We also saw that Andrew Luck, when he is uncomfortable in the pocket, which is rare this year because his offensive line has been so good, that he is still vulnerable and he is prone to being scared. In the first half, he had some opportunities to scramble and to get yardage and uh, maybe get first down in a couple of areas, but he chose instead to either throw the ball out of bounds or throw the ball to a contested receiver, which could have easily been intercepted. And if Andrew Luck becomes scared, then the team's going to take a step backwards. So hopefully that isn't the format to be in the Colts because Andrew Luck had a M- MVP caliber season. And I don't know. I mean, that that may be the blueprint to being them. We also saw Marlon Mack and how he is matchup dependent. I mean, if the game script does not go the way that he wants, then or that it's either a close game or the Colts are ahead, then Marlon Mack is an RB2 that is uh, game script dependent, and he does not rise to where we thought he was after last game. So yeah, that that's it for this podcast. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, then please, please, please go um, and uh, donate to me on Patreon since I'm a student and I don't have like the money. Obviously, like this isn't a great mic right now, and um, it isn't the most clear as I'd want it to be. But if you guys could help donate, please, it compensates me for the time and the passion I have for sports. And so when I was five, I actually got interested in sports. And from then on, I've been listening to podcasts and wanting to create my own. And so if you guys could support me and help uh, and join the family of fantasy and sports, that'd be amazing. It's all for this podcast, guys. Be back tomorrow after the other two uh, divisional games to give a recap on those. Bye.